Myself and Roger are trying to set up a gig. Set up a comedy night. But yeah. we... Well, the, the main the main barrier to setting up the gig is actually doing anything about it. Yeah, we but, just both called to each other. Wow, we need a gig. Yeah, we set up a gig. <laughs> what, we'll what, do that. What I really like is if, if like one of us has a tough a tough day, we just project it all. <laughs> <and> to, <laughs> we just project it all onto not See, having a gig. We don't have a gig! In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. Elvis Presley took the world by storm with his fusion of country and rhythm and blues. Dubbed the king of rock and roll, the world was shocked when he suddenly died in 1977. Or did he? This week on Unexplained Legends, the Elvis Conspiracy Special. Welcome, listeners, to today's episode of Unexplained Legends. Uh, I'm Roger O'Sullivan. And I'm Dennis Lane. And today, Dennis, we're going to be talking... I've brought something to you, okay? What do you mean? I've brought something to you. Usually, usually... What does this mean? Usually I'm bringing you to something I'm interested in. But today I'm bringing... I'm, bringing something that you're interested in to you if you say something like stickle bricks or something extremely insulting you're anti-stickle bricks aren't you yeah i hate stickle bricks yeah. i think they're terrible no. no i can't i can't lie about that i love stickle bricks uh today's episode is a bit of a special one it's the elvis conspiracy special hot diggity damn yeah, you're you you've gone Elvis mad. I've gone Elvis mad. I'm a huge Elvis fan. Huge Elvis fan of certain respects of his life, like massive Elvis fan. Is that true? Yeah. Well, did you not know that? Uh, well, I kind of. Roger, you just told me you're bringing me this episode, and then I, you say, "Are you a big Elvis?" fan? I thought you'd just gone mad on the movie, the new movie that. Came no, out. no, no. I've always been an Elvis fan. So for balance, me, uh, I hate Elvis. Oh, of course <laughs> you do. Sure, of course you hate Elvis. It'll give you no. Surprise. You hate Nirvana. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, I hate yeah. Billy Joel, Elton John, Tom Petty. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, sorry. You like Elton John because that's been brought back into, into Generation Z. I right? like Elton John. Elton John. Of course John. you do. Yeah, Dua Lipa. Yeah. You're so... Oh, my God. You're like an open book. Uh, hey, and I like that one Billy Joel song. Do you know the, the one? one where he's on the ship? You, you only like Don Easter Alexa because you saw some YouTube breakdown on it. <laughs> yeah, I did. And now, chapter two of this video, I say, why... Was the choice of boat so important for Billy Joel? Well, you see, the Downey's channel... Like I now consume more media about media. I've definitely watched more videos about Star Wars, like longer length about Star Wars, than I have watched actual length of Star Wars. I don't mind that. I, I'll give you that, because like Star Wars, it, the majority of Star Wars is shit. Like, it's so bad, and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'll give you that. You, you have to find peace somewhere. Yeah. But do you, do you like Bruce Springsteen? I... Do oh I do in a way, <laughs> which is to say I like two Bruce Springsteen songs. But then again, to be fair, Bruce Springsteen just rolls through the same three. Like he, he that's just, not true. He's just rewritten the. What are the same two you song. like? Uh, Born in the USA. All right, nice. And is that, is that primarily because it's a protest song? Oh, I just think you I, just lo- love America. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of the old US. Uh, you know that uh, who was it? It was it uh, Dick Cheney, I think. I think he played that as in his campaign rallies, not realizing that it was a protest song. 
Really? Yeah, I, maybe it was him or maybe it was George Bush, but it was one of those wankers anyway. And the other, the other, this, this won't do anything for the credence of me liking Bruce Springsteen. But what's the other, uh, <laughs> what's his like somber song? Mm. He's like popular, like more somber. Song. Thunder Road. Don't know. Gone. Well, give me Hummus to sing a bit of it. I couldn't even Hummus. Listener, Roger was either talking about Born to Run or Dancing in the Dark. He can't remember. So we're going to be covering all aspects of Elvis's life. Preparing people for the movie. His ass. <laughs> His ass. Oh, he's probably a lovely ass. Did you say preparing people for the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you work for, Roger? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this universal podcast do you uh, think they're gonna listen to this before they go see the movie yeah i think i think that there's a chance that they'll even be listening to this during the movie pausing the movie like scrubbing through the podcast to just see what's coming up what ahead. a dire fucking experience that would be <laughs> you know that that's dire. the way i i would probably do it you would you do it all on two times speed so today's episode just to give you an idea of what we're going to be covering we'll have a little bit a little bit of the old cia love it have a little bit of the mob oh the mob are back always the good mob. We'll have a little bit of just fleeing, yeah, <laughs> just, just going on the run, and we'll have a little bit of planning assassinations. Born January 8th, 1935, Elvis Aaron Presley came from humble beginnings. Elvis grew up in relative poverty. His family lost their home when Elvis was only four, due to his father being found guilty of forging a cheque. The family moved around a lot when Elvis was younger, moving between different boarding houses and living situations in an attempt to make ends meet. That was like us back in 2020, man. Yeah, it was. We were, we were like jumping from Airbnb to Airbnb, just trying to stay in London. Do you think that they'll, kind of like when we we're big and famous and stuff, do you think they'll write it like that? You, you know, they'll say, like, oh, the two boys moved to London and they were, you know, between Airbnbs. They, what they'll do is they'll, do you know uh, Inside Loon Davis? No, I don't. They, uh, I've what, never seen it. You, yeah, but you, you know, you've seen the poster, though, haven't you? I have seen the poster. That's all I've that's seen it. as well, right? That's oh, all I've seen as well. You're such a spoofer. <laughs> no, that's all I've seen as well. But they'll dress us up like that poster. What a reference. It's just a man wearing normal clothes. No, it's not. He's like, they're tattered and stuff. And then we'll be like eating out of tins of dog food and stuff. Yeah. Do you want, actually? Our clothes are tattered, so <laughs> it is just a normal man's clothes. The, I, have a, I have a t-shirt that's hanging up in a rack out there now. Not, not in a rack, on, on a rack. Why did you send a t-shirt to a rack? <laughs> it, I ripped all the back of it, but I can't throw it away. Why do, you, why do you wear that? I'm telling you, when you come in with that in the kitchen and you turn around and it's just all your back is there, I'm, I don't like that. Just like, all my back hair, just covering I, it up. I don't like that. <laughs> he, he, you wear a black t-shirt, it's fine. When you wear a pink t-shirt, it really stands out. It's, uh, it's like speed holes. <laughs> what you diddly doing, neighbor? I'm putting speed holes in my car. Makes it go faster. Is that so? Well, gee, maybe the old Flanders mobile could use... <laughs> Elvis's family often had to rely on government food assistance and help from friends. He was bullied relentlessly as a teenager for being a mama's boy. And it's hard to believe that he'd go on to be one of the most famous pop culture icons to have ever lived. I tell you, if there's one thing I hate, it's a mama's boy. I'm a bit of a mama's boy. You are a massive mama's boy. I'm a bit of a mama's boy. Yeah. She absolutely worships the ground you walk on. No, no, listen, right? I love my mom, right? She's great. But? She could be better. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> what if she listens to this? Could be better. Do you know, one of, my, one of my favorite childhood memories of my mom is that I really um, found it 
incredibly hard to concentrate as a child. Anything. To this day, actually, I, I, I struggle, I guess. the And I was just always shit at school. So my mom, like, bought me... And this would be very rare. I think she was testing out a method. She bought me a Digimon toy. Mm-hmm. She showed me the Digimon toy. And she said, I bought you this Digimon toy. But I could not believe it that she bought and she goes i bought you this and if you can get your homework done by 6 p.m today i'll give you this toy and if you if you don't then it's going back to the shop and all that happened is i wailed and moaned for three solid hours until 6 p.m came and eventually she just goes there fine just have it well that is a lesson you keep on learning up until today I yeah think. nothing wrong with that do you know my lasting memory two lasting memories one when i tripped my mother coming up the hill up the home that's not good tripped her she fell down right she fell down wasn't that bad of a fall she laid down the road <laughs> laid down the road and wouldn't get up nothing wrong with her like obviously i tripped her i felt bad for that but she like laid down as if she had been shot by a sniper on the way up. She was dead. Cars and everything stopping. The other one I can remember, this one I don't really have as much uh, much leeway in this one. I, I was very good accuracy of a ball. Like like really oh. good accuracy. Derby ball. She was uh, bringing in messages, as I would call them, groceries. Two grocery bags. Bringing them in. The, <laughs> moving target, walking in the door. I kicked the ball from probably 20, 30 feet away. Pinged her into the head. <laughs> Me, me, groceries, messages, ice cream, butter, everything flying all over the place. I think it's fair to say Elvis never uh, never tripped his own mom or kicked a ball at her head. No, I don't think so. Be- being a big mama's boy. But I, I think it's probably known that he's a mama's boy. He's probably famous for that. It is, it is known that he's a mama's boy. Can I talk about the movie in this or is that allowed? Yeah, I know. It is. In, in, We're preparing people for the movie. In the movie, it, it does kind of... No, it, the movie is, is very like almost tongue-in-cheek, to be honest, right? It's not like a straight biography of the guy, right? Okay? All right? For anyone who's going to see it and then review it and say, that, oh, why didn't they include everything? Because it's fucking two hours long, you dopes. But anyway, in the movie, they do have like almost strange relationship between the two of them. Like, like for me, coming from an Irish background, I don't know. Like, like, do you, do you really, do you ever embrace your mother? Give her a hug. No, no, I mean embrace her. Like, like not just like, hey, hey, how are you doing? But like, like a hold on to her embrace from behind. By the way, oh, never from behind. That's weird. That's you've weird. never, you've never taken your mother from behind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When I was a kid, I, um, like a very young kid, but like I said, hit puberty way too, like super young. So, way too early is a very yeah. funny way of putting it. Way, way too early. Oh, it was wasted. How did it, how, yeah, how did it come in the way? Uh, what do you mean? Like, oh, like why, why was it bad? We were just like going around with a beard in your four. You know, like, yeah, why, yeah. why did you think it was bad? I was just like an adult, basically. Or like, a, a you know, like to the point that I hugged my mom when I was like seven or eight or something. And I accidentally cracked one of her ribs. Did you Did you embrace her, heard the crack and go, get me another digital? <laughs> I said, there'll be more. There'll be more if I don't get War Graham on by tomorrow. <laughs> That's it, mother. Keep the Digimon coming, or you'll get another hug. By the time Elvis was ready to graduate, he'd already determined that music would be his career path. After making a name for himself in the South of America, he would eventually go on to reach nationwide fame after signing to RCA Victor. Of course, a lot of the success was off the back of music, effectively stolen from the African-American music scene. His career would go on to see him star in movies and tour relentlessly. Although initially seen as a figure of scandal and corruption by the mainstream media, 
his success would eventually earn him a place amongst the establishment, with a high-profile stint in the American military used as a recruitment tool for the burgeoning teenage generation. That's because the man, the man got to him, man. The man strong-armed him. Well, exactly, because that, in fact, is what has led many to allege that Elvis had CIA ties. Did he have any, like, um, ties with, like, frogs on them? <laughs> That's a great joke. I knew That's you were going to joke. Later in Elvis's life, he would volunteer to front an anti-drugs campaign for personal friend Richard Nixon, claiming to have done intense research on the effects which drugs were having on the youth of today. On himself. Yeah. And brackets, specifically, he said he was worried about communist brainwashing and what it had done to Americans. Likewise, claiming that hippies were bringing down America from within and the Beatles were the front of a worldwide anti-American conspiracy. I mean, in a way, the Beatles were... But hippies, I hate them. I hate hippies. Get out of here, you stupid hippies. You know, there's a big punk thing that says you should never trust a hippie. You shouldn't trust a hippie. Look what they did to the place afterwards. Uh, Oh, yeah. Cut their hair. Uh, And just became the man. Yeah, 100%. And not to mention crusties. Oh, crusties. Oh, let's have a summer of love. Just take a shower, you animal. Sick, sick. And you know what? They talk about Woodstock and all that, but I've seen the pictures. It looks terrible. If you're telling me... This, that you heard anything at Woodstock? Not at all. Listen, I know, I know, if it was down to me, I'd rather listen alone in my room in my wireless headphones. Yeah, 100%. It's the same thing. And you're probably, like, better anyway. Like, Jimi Hendrix. Oh, I'm Jimi Hendrix. Oh, I can play the guitar. Get... <laughs> Get, Get be- The only thing I would have liked to have seen at Woodstock is the story about, do you know Santana? Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. There was somebody, um, somebody slipped him a tab of acid before going on uh, at Woodstock. And the solo he does. <laughs> oh, my God. Incredible. I, I don't think I can do that anymore. My party trick is I used to be able to hum note for note every single note of the entire Santana Black Magic Woman solo. With your balls out. Yeah. <laughs> that was some laugh when you do that, <laughs> man. No, no one ever expected the balls to come out. No, it, it, they kind of, they were a bit like uh, a, a bit of a, a surprise. So you know what I hate? Like, I absolutely hate. At family events, there are people that have songs tied to them. Oh, I hate this. And there comes a point in the night where they're now just allowed to sing that song for like the 50 million time. And it's, you know, it's usually something depressing. It doesn't even have to be depressing. But it's just like, why are we putting ourselves through this? I honestly, I don't know what kind of headspace you have to be in to enjoy that kind of stuff. Like someone will sing Fields of Gold or something and you're just like, are people actually buying this crap? Like, It's always Fields of Gold or it's American Pie. I'm looking forward to when we're older and it's people singing, like an ancient person singing a terrible version of Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I couldn't I'd sing it with me. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. After a series of comeback specials and successive tours, Elvis eventually relaxed into a retirement by way of a Vegas residency. Relaxed, relaxed into a retirement, right? Yeah. Was pumped full of drugs and trapped inside in a hotel. He was relaxed. Relaxed into- is some word, man. <laughs> he- you're, it's your dream to have a Vegas residency. I'd love to have a Vegas residency. I'd love that. I don't know why that's so funny. The, uh- I'd give anything to be trapped in a hotel over in Vegas, being pumped full of fucking sedatives. <laughs> well... 
that ties into this next bit. Elvis, having become increasingly addicted to barbiturates and Mm -hmm. other drugs, his health allegedly deteriorated greatly. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. The man was a poor, he was a poor balloon on stage. Uh, Leaving him bloated and sickly, I have here in my notes. On Tuesday, August 16th, 1977, Presley was supposedly discovered unresponsive on the floor of his bathroom. He would later be pronounced dead that same day. He was 42 years old at the time. No age. No age to be. It's kind of weird, though, to think about in his 30s, he was washed up. Yeah. Like his career was down the drain. But imagine his 20s. Oh, oh, Elvis, what you didn't do, I'd say. Do you think it's better in a way, then, that we haven't even been washed up yet? Yeah, we haven't had the chance to be washed up. I'm going to be probably washed up in my 50s. Go, I'd say push it up 60s? a bit. 60s? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I washed up my 60s. That'd be nice. Do you ever get the sweats about like how much people have achieved when they're really young? And then you look at your own age and you're... Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> and you're trying to work out how you would even have like one-tenth of their career... Now, I know Elvis is a big, like, that's uh, one tenth of his career would probably be huge, like, but I'm yeah. not even talking about Elvis, just some Joe Soap fella who's, like, you know, relatively successful. And you're just, you're just counting up the days going, like, well, my body's going to start falling apart soon. <laughs> so I really need to kind of start making it now. There's a, a writer, Nell Stevenson, who I think that's the author's name, who wrote the book Snow Crash. And there's mm. a line in that that says, up until the age of 27, Every man believes that he still has the potential to go off and learn a martial arts, get a samurai sword, and somehow become a superhero. <laughs> you see, the problem with me when I was younger, like when I was about like 18, 19, 20, uh, 21, 22, I was... 23, 24. <laughs> I, was having, I was having the time of my life. Yeah, yeah, you had a great time. I was having the time of my life, so I just thought, like, well, why do I have to work towards anything? I don't have to work towards anything. This is the best fun I've ever had. And then you become unemployed, and and things don't start working out, and you start getting a little bit panicky that maybe you've effed it up a tiny bit. I actually have the opposite thing, but it's worked worse for me, mm. is that f- for years I had, like, severe agoraphobia. And What's de- that? And depression. So, like, fear of going outside. and But as a result... I had such like a, a non-existence for a few years that now if I if I get a Lucasade Sport, I'm really topping out the. Roger, can I make your weekend? Go on. You can get Lucasade Sport inside in Sainsbury's, right in the fridge. Yeah. For about two pounds. Have a look around near the drink soil. You can get four Lucasade Sports for three pounds. All right. Okay. <laughs> to get back to Elvis, his medical examiner, Jerry Francisco stated that the cause of death was a cardiac arrest. And, in his opinion, drugs played no role in his death. Some, some suggest otherwise. Do you think he was maybe not a good medical examiner? I think maybe he might have been... Um, he, he might have had motives, I guess. The... Like, I'd say if you looked in any Elvis orifice, you'd probably find some amount of drugs in there. I I heard physically they'd still be in there. I heard that when they did the autopsy, they were able to scoop some out and actually just use them later. <laughs> However, others still suggest that Elvis, in fact, did not die that faithful Tuesday, but instead faked his death in an elaborate hoax. 
Where does Elvis has left the building? Is that just because he was imprisoned in a hotel? Is that is that like why that's famous? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It didn't come up. The I don't think I, like no one else has has that thing. Like if you died, people would be like, "Oh, Rogers left the building." It'd just be like, "Oh, Rogers died his funerals on Saturday." Big brain here again. The phrase "Elvis has left the building" used to be used to disperse crowds after his shows, so they would know there was no reason to stay in the venue. Supposedly, Elvis didn't die. Faked his own death in an elaborate hoax with motives ranging from hiding from a mafia deal gone wrong to simply wanting to live out the rest of his life in peace without constant ridicule about how far he'd fallen. Like, that is actually believable. If you really have a look at Elvis's life, and especially, like, and I'll keep using this term, imprisoned in a hotel, yeah, and then they'd pump him full of drugs during the day to keep him going, and then pump him full of drugs at night to get him to go to sleep, basically. They'd sh- they were- what they used to do is, Elvis used to run around the halls, Right? And they'd shoot him with darts. That's not true. That is true. Is that true? They used to shoot him with darts because they'd have him so like high from doing the concerts and stuff that then afterwards they'd have to chase him around. So they they like locked off the two uh, top floors of the entire hotel. That's horrific. Mm. But the only thing that makes that funny is the fact that you can just picture somebody doing an Elvis impersonation while they're running around. And you're like, oh, do you know what? There's actually a guy in um, in Kilkenny in Ireland. <laughs> Who's a massive Elvis fella. I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. His whole entire house is decorated in Elvis stuff. And as you can imagine, right? I mean, you know, no disrespect, but kind of disrespect. He's, he's done a terrible job of it. It's like, imagine if, you, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to de- decorate my house. But I'm just going to use like cut out pictures of Elvis from magazines. I'm going to sellotape it onto my roof. It's, it's honestly nearly worth having a look at. You're, you're quite, will I, will I pull it up? I think it's worth having right, a look at. Right. You, you, you're probably thinking, oh yeah, grand, it's just some dude. But like, just look up Elvis House Kilkenny. I've, I've seen this. Oh my God. Yeah. Can you describe it for them? It's actually much more like um, an Elvis bomb exploded outside the front of somebody's <laughs> house. Way more than it is. I think the, way more than it is that somebody's intentionally done this. Just looking through the pictures, because you can kind of date it based on, it seems like at one stage he painted his house, changed the color to yellow. But the first picture that's linked to an article, he basically only has like two Elvis things out the front. And it's like, the Kilkenny man is Elvis mad. And he just, ha- <laughs> he, he just has like a, a statue of Elvis, like a, a big one. Yeah. Um, and then... Like something that would be in like a, a Planet Hollywood or something. I'd imagine what he probably has to do is every couple of months is the council come in and go, take this shit off your house. And so he has to probably start all over again. Uh, you can keep taking it down, lads. But we'll be back up next week. Before I go into the theories around his death, do you want just a few miscellaneous conspiracies about, about Elvis? Okay, yeah. What, what is oh, miscellaneous about his life? Was yeah, that, yeah. Okay, give me him. Okay, so first one. I'd never heard this one before, but it really, it's made a lot of sense to me when I heard it, which is that Elvis was a CIA operative from day one. Not from day one. I'm not going to say from day one. I'm thinking about maybe his time when he caused all the controversy and had to go into the army as part of a PR stunt. I'm thinking then maybe he was recruited. It's not quite day one in that he he was a successful singer, but he he didn't have like like nationwide uh, fame yet. They approached him and his career was essentially astroturfed, if you're familiar with that phrase. What does that mean? That means that, so there's the the idea of 
somebody having grassroots success that comes naturally and builds up. AstroTurf is faking that. That being faked by the powers that be. Mm-hmm. The A lot of people uh, accuse Billie Eilish. I nearly said Billie Eilish. Uh, she's like a, a modern uh, accusation of it. But yeah, but people claim that Elvis was approached by the CIA and that they made this star. They made him a star. But when did they make him a star? Did they make him a star when he was like, after gyrating... Did they make him a star then? No, no, that's part of it. So, that's part so of it. So they're scandalizing him uh, to like launder him. Oh. As, an, as, a, as a figure. And why did they want him to be? Like, well, they picked this guy up. He's got no nationwide acclaim. And they're like, okay, let's get this singer to be a CIA operative. Why do they need him as a CIA operative? So that they could influence, exert influence over like the teenage generation. Just turn, all, turn them all into randy teenagers. That's the CIA mission. Well, well but yeah. Why? Because they needed they needed more more Population. Americans, yeah, to beat out the communists. That's not is, is that actually the theory, or are you just saying that off the back? That's of what part I said? of the theory. That's not part. That's of the part theory. of the theory. That's not part of the part theory. Part of the theory. What? So they were just they were making teenagers randy, so they'd have more of a population to outnumber communists. Yeah, that's your theory. Yes, wow. not mine. Well, it is your not theory. Mine, yeah, there's absolutely. If you turn that laptop around, there's none of that is written down. I just wouldn't make sense to turn this around. This is are these theories or fantasies? The, another aspect of that is just to have a figure that they could just control the kind of the opinions of of teenagers at the time. Okay, but he was fairly anti-establishment, though, wasn't he? I wouldn't actually say that. But like, he's he's getting people to do things that they're not meant to do that lots of people hated. Like, like what? Well, like he was on one of the, uh, was it, I could get this wrong, but like on a Steve Allen show or whatever, like they made him wear like a tuxedo and like no gyrating and you had to, you know, do nothing. And like they absolutely shamed him. As in like that's the anti-establishment that, I, that I'm talking about. But, but, would you not say as well, like they're, they're really going hard on the astroturfing. That is, uh, that makes it sound more convincing that he's real, which <laughs> in oh, turn makes it more realistic that he's faked. Oh, wow. Do you, you, you know what I think you do, Raj, right? I think you give all these people too much credit. No, like, no, no, shut you up. Do. No, you do. No. Like, look at these people out, like, in the world that we encounter. Look at us, even. You have a t-shirt out in the rack that's got it. It's stripped down the back and you won't get rid of it. Th- that's because... Um, and, and, but you're saying that then there's people out there who can coordinate all this stuff. Yeah, I'm astroturfed. You're astroturfed. I'm astroturfed by the Ministry of Defence. <laughs> Why? I'm just I'm just running interference for uh, for the real UFOs. Why are you astroturfed? They just they just wanted a guy. They were looking at an Elvis type guy, you know, somebody who could capture the 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 masses. Yeah. Um, Someone and, who wouldn't mind being pumped full of drugs. Yeah. So they found me. Uh, they gave me a, a few suppositories. Mm. And now here I am making a successful podcast with you. I just don't understand why you ha- why you had to request the suppositories. Uh, listen, they, they gave you they gave you like stuff that dissolved in water, and you were like, "No, do you have massive suppositories by any chance?" My mouth was busy. Okay, so th- that first one, CIA operative. I think pretty believable, to be honest. I think it's believable, but I think you've, your your theory of increasing the population is absolute bananas. <laughs> I don't think so. The, but, but no, I think it could be a CIA operative. Tied to that is also that um, Graceland. That was his ranch, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was a secret CIA base of operations. <laughs> Why would they need... That is the worst secret place ever. No, it was a secret base of operations. And Elvis, during his time of uh, international fame, was functioning as an international spy for the CIA hiding in plain sight. Did you ever hear the theory about Knock Airport being a CIA landing base? 
No. You haven't heard that? Oh, Roger, get up to speed. Will you write that down? We'll Closer have to, to home. We'll have to do an episode on that. You? I'll give you like the real brief history of it that's probably incorrect. So Knock Airport is basically built on like a Catholic pilgrimage site, right? Supposedly. It's built next to um, Knock Cathedral. I think it actually is a cathedral, isn't it? Uh, I think it could be. Uh, and there was a yeah. load of there was a load of controversy when it was being built and stuff. And there was like loads of funds going into it. But at the time, we were completely controlled by those lovable guys in the Catholic Church. And so then they built an airport, right, which they said was you know to get pilgrimage people in there and to get people to visit this site. But if you really look at it, like there's absolutely no reason to have this airport there. And the amount of money that this thing cost is crazy, right? Anyway. It came out later on, came out. Where did it come out from? I don't know. Where did I hear it? Can't even remember. But that it was CIA funded. So it was such um, a remote airport that they could fly people in um, through there, do their business deals and fly them on to other places. Well, it makes sense because, to be honest, I would say being stuck in Knock would be comparable to being stuck in Guantanamo Bay. Absolutely. Like I'm ver- not. Sh- I'm not sure now where they're doing any. Where they're doing any like a business on prisoners there or whatever. But the way I the way I was reading it was that they'd bring in their operatives and maybe give them a few Irish passports. Uh, if they're if they're willing to do that at Knock, why are you saying that the CIA wouldn't be willing to build a secret base under Graceland? You. This is so frustrating. You heard what I said, and you all like this is weird. I know what I said. You heard what I said, and you almost convinced me on something that doesn't make sense. That's 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 insane. Graceland is not remote, and it's like has a beacon on it all the time. It's probably got people outside the gates all the time. Why? Why? So if you see planes coming in, no. But like in Knock Airport, they're not even going to notice. You know, no. fly a plane in at night, there's going to be no one there. Well, no, I'll tell you, Dennis, that there's an elaborate system of tunnels built under Graceland. That's handy, isn't Supposedly. it? Supposedly. To facilitate all of the vehicles coming in. Because, like, you're, cor- you're correct, because Elvis fans, what do we know about them? They have suspicious minds. Brilliant goal! What an equaliser! Why do it there? Why not just do it on, like, a mountain somewhere? There's so much space in America. Like, how would you, how would you even get that signed off? Like, what would you say? Like, we're in the meeting, right? I say, hey, Rod, you got a new proposal. It's about Graceland, is it? We're either going to build a base out in the middle of nowhere where no one will ever find it, and we can just fence it off and have it guarded for miles and miles around it. But you're, you're proposing Graceland? Why is that, Roger? Be- because Elvis is a secret international spy for the CIA. It's obvious. To be honest, I'm not a, I don't get what's so hard to get about that. You, that didn't seem to convince you that much. No. Okay, so astroturfing, you were kind of on... Astroturfing CIA operative, yes. Graceland being a hub for the CIA, no. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see how you feel about this next one. Um, Elvis ordered the assassination of JFK because he felt like he was hogging the media attention. Wow. <laughs> Did you say hogging? Yeah. <laughs> Elvis was pissed off that JFK was stealing his limelight, <laughs> ordered his assassination. When you said assassinations earlier, I genuinely thought, like, I thought we were going to Elvis assassinations, and I'm sure we probably will at some point. Yeah. But never ever would have suspected in in the entire lifetime in this podcast that you would say that Elvis was responsible for JFK's assassination. When I told you I was putting together this Elvis conspiracy special, ha ha ha, uh, we have to put that at the start. We'll record it oh, later. Oh, we will. But, bang that in. But um, when, uh, when I told you that I was putting together the notes for that, you said, oh, just make sure that, like, you know, just make sure that you have a few, uh, you have a few ones that people haven't heard of. 
<laughs> when did when did he do this? What like what year? <laughs> what, what what Elvis was this? Well, um, this would have been. I get what well, what year? I should know what year Kennedy was assassinated, but off the top of my head, I don't. Nineteen sixty-eight. Was it? I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll check because we can't really. Um, uh, sixty-three. Oh wow! Well so, before it. Yeah. So uh, so editing this in so we sound smart. I think Kennedy was assassinated in uh, nineteen sixty-three. Was it? I thought it was like nineteen sixty-five. Wow. Are you sure it's sixty-three? Yeah, I'm sure it's sixty-three. Uh, so you mentioned that him and. Him and the Beatles, they had a contentious relationship. Mm-hmm. So some suggest that John Lennon actually secretly had Elvis poisoned because he wanted to make way for his own success and didn't like that Elvis was so openly anti-Beatles in his rhetoric. So he's killing him. But Elvis yeah. was on a downward spiral at that stage, or at least on a, uh, a downward slope. Yeah. And but John, so how, do, how are these people organizing these assassinations? They've, they have a lot of power and influence. The way you're making Elvis out now is Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. That that's what Graceland is. That, that it's his villain super hub and he's organizing these assassinations of JFK. That's a big one. That's big not one. going to be easy to organize. And he got away with it. Imagine if Elvis, right, one of the biggest music stars ever to have lived. Whatever you think about his music. Like, I think it's shit, but he's You really still... think it's shit? No, I do. But, but he you was... You think it's... Okay, can I just draw this line? Go you on. think it's shit? Yeah. But it is, it is like stolen from like African-American culture and music. Like. And so I think you, that's you think good. That shit, oh, you think I that's think good. that's good. That's weird. I think he took it and made it shit. Okay. So he, imagine that, right? He's, he not imagine only... Imagine that. That'd be a great name for a podcast. <laughs> imagine that. He's not only become the most successful musician of, or like a, a musical artist of all time, but also carries off probably the assassination du jour like the best assassination yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that, quite a career that is that's a good they're two career highs to be honest but like, then but then karma bites him in the balls john lennon kills him john lennon poisons assassinated. Him. and how did he how did john lennon do that like just he, got somebody to he knew somebody on the inside slipped a bit of poison got yoko to go in there she'd do it for him as yeah well. part of this conspiracy as well is that then later uh, Michael Jackson organized to have John Lennon assassinated. <laughs> wow, man. It's just back and forth, isn't yeah, it? You yeah. Gotta watch out. And who killed Michael Jackson then? Uh, that was just... That, that was just... Uh, an small child. <laughs> when I was researching this, the John Lennon thing, I thought, whoa, that's that's crazy. The Michael Jackson thing, I went, okay, well, let's be honest. Now why, it makes sense. Why would Michael Jackson kill John Lennon, though? Because, Michael Jackson was, like, probably bigger than him... No, he was by a, on, by he, a mile. No? He only killed John Lennon because of his uh, because he killed Elvis. Yeah, he he was a had, had allegiance to Elvis because he was married to his daughter. Do you think they were part of like some sort of? There must be some sort of like secret group there, something like Stonemasons, Freemasons, is it? Yeah, like Simpson Stonemasons. Oh, okay, <laughs> but the like Stonecutters. The... Mu- yeah, those those guys. There must be something though that um, they must be part of that are all these assassinations are happening. You know, they're in the upper echelons. The CIA. They all have CIA ties now. Did John Lennon have CIA ties? I'd say he did. Did he have ties with tractors on? No! Him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! I think now it's about time that we move on to the, specifically the conspiracies around Elvis's, uh, Elvis's death and, and faking his death and why he faked his own death. Because let, let's face it, that John Lennon thing's nonsense because we all know Elvis faked his own death. Okay, so you're you're on the fake his own death. You're not buying the John Lennon poisoning him. 
No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, well, that's very mature of you, Raj. Yeah, I'm not on that. But I do think Michael Jackson killed John Lennon. Okay, all right, okay. You're, you're back on that. <laughs> I'm on board for that. But that's because the Elvis connection sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So, just before his death, Elvis lost $10 million in a property deal that had mafia connections. Okay, and... and- the property deal happened. Like, I just want to see our base here of, of what's yes, nonsense. Yes, Property deal definitely happened. And he definitely lost that money. Yes. And the mafia has been established, has been connected to that. Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. It says it in your notes. Yes, and my notes wouldn't lie. So, yes. Okay, all right, okay. So, and then the mafia killed him. No. Oh. Actually... No, no, the mafia didn't kill him. What happened is the US government approached Elvis and they said that if he testified uh, in this property deal with mafia ties, that they'd give him a new identity and safe relocation. So they'd put him into witness witness protection. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then he'd get away from everything. So he would be in witness protection. Mm -hmm. I could kind of buy that. You know what? I, I, I wonder about witness protection now as well, how successful it is. Because it must be quite, you know, like you're going to pop up everywhere. Where could you even go at this stage where you wouldn't be found? I think there's a, f- I, I don't know the guy's name, which is ironic given what I'm about to say. But I think that there's a famous mobster who was put in witness protection twice because he just kept bragging about the <laughs> fact that he used to be in the mob. When like they moved him to whatever suburb area in But sure, how would you put controls on these guys like, you know, there's no way. They'd, they'd tell someone like. So on the relocation, you think... Well, how, do you, how are you feeling about I that? I think the relocation thing could be, could be a winner, yeah. I don't know, like, what's he, what's he going to bring down the mob for? You know, like, how many, it must be a high-ranking mafia person he's involved in. Surely from his Vegas connections, I assume. Yeah, it was. In it this was. case, it was, yeah. And where was the property deal? Where did it take place? In America. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But specifically, like, let's just, I won't put too much pressure on you. Just give me the state. Ah. Uh... Nevada, is that a state? Yeah, that's a state, yeah. Let's yeah. say Nevada. It, ha- it just happens to be the same place, Vegas. Um, Unreal. No yeah. <laughs> Sounds convincing to me. Okay, all right. I can see you've done your research on this. Yeah. And who, wh- what uh, family was involved in it? What mob family? The Tortellinis. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is <laughs> that's not on, no? I don't think you can. <laughs> that that is not no. on? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so the, the mafia deal to me sounds pretty convincing. Second theory is that Elvis, uh, he'd become sick of the ridicule that he was experiencing Mm -hmm. uh, in his life. And, you know, everyone just called him basically just saying he was fat and washed up, uh, which we both know isn't a nice experience. No, it's not. uh, To to have. There was a time there I was was on the old Apple Loops, if you've ever had a Minaldi. I was, I was, I was not in a good way. Not in a good way. Playing pro Evo soccer, eating apple loops. Oof, wouldn't get up till four o'clock. And they said, that's fat. They used to call me Fat Elvis. <laughs> fat Elvis? Isn't that scandalous? I didn't have any of the celebrity of, 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 of Elvis. I didn't have any of the money. None of the notoriety. Just the ridicule. Me, yeah, they just called me Fat Elvis. Uh, so, yeah, so he just wanted to escape the, the ridicule. He supposedly, maybe, we'll touch on it in a little bit, but maybe went to Argentina. Ooh, a lot of people went to Argentina. He wasn't one of those lads, was he? I don't know exactly, but no, nah, no, we'll say no. Probably you could, not. You, like, that's the place to go, though. If you do anything, just go to Argentina. Seems to be a, a good old place to go and just hide. Seems like you can 
you can just start anew in Argentina. It seems like you could commit horrific war crimes and just go over there then for a bit. And and not even learn the like the language. Just create your own mini village of mm. the people that went over there. Yeah. Until and, until a couple of lads from Israel with Irish passports come over there and sort you out and bring you back. Uh, so the the final the final theory that we have, which you uh, you're the expert on this. All right, bring it to me. Can't right. wait to not know anything about it. Let's go. You're the because I hadn't even heard of this guy before you brought him up in, in an episode. Uh, that he faked his death so that he could start anew. Oh, as the singer Orion. Yeah, it's very good. That guy is. That guy has a really, really good um, story. But he's not Elvis. He's not Elvis. He's one hundred percent not Elvis. Okay, we he were- used to wear a mask. That's what that was his thing. He used to wear like a kind of mask of Zorro type deal, and he'd go up and he sounded very, very like him. And it, everyone's like, "Oh, that's Elvis! That's Elvis!" But he, you know, it, they said as well. I think, and you're probably touching it that he didn't look like him because he got plastic surgery and stuff. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah, he got plastic surgery so he wouldn't look too too much like Elvis, but he couldn't hide that voice. I've seen, I've seen a few actors that get plastic surgery so that they don't look like themselves anymore what do you think has to happen to you though that you say like i mean in small tone because there's loads of there's loads of elvis i think there's four hundred thousand elvis impersonators that are like like registered let's say or whatever but like what happens to you that you say oh, i'm going to i'm going to grow sideburns because that's the first thing and there's always some lad he hangs out in the chipper and he's called you know elvis something like what's going on there i think personally it's it's one of the few avenues that you can slip into looking like purely by letting yourself go. So it, at a certain point, if you're already putting on a paunch or something, if you're putting on... But a, no one wants to be Vegas Elvis. Well, you, but they all are. <laughs> Point me to the Elvis uh, impersonator who goes out and gets like ripped so he looks great in the old fucking um, jumpsuits. There's That's none true. of them. There's none of them. All these lads go, yeah, thinking of becoming an Elvis impersonator. Better have a few more pints. Better have a few more chips. Better just fill out, fill out this suit. And none of them can sing. That's the other thing as well. They can't sing. They can all just do. That's the other thing. Is the impersonation is like, like yeah. that. That is simplest thing in the world. And we could become Elvis impersonators tomorrow if we wanted to. I think you'd have a way better shot than me. You think so? Yeah. yeah you've, well, you've got the hair growth, so you could you could grow, you could whip up sideburns in a week. That's true. My my hair grows uh, ridiculously an alarming ridiculously rate. Fast. An alarming. Yeah. Rate. The NHS actually visit every now and then just to make sure that like you haven't become overgrown. My nails grow really really fast as well. Strange. Uh, yeah. Uh, a doctor once suggested that I might have a keratin imbalance. Didn't look into it. Don't know what that means. What does that mean? Uh, the, I think it means that I, I might grow a rhino horn someday. Oh, cool. You could be one of those um, uh, people with the curly nails. I thought you were going to say I could be a Spider-Man villain. A little far from the zoo, aren't you? <laughs> well, well, it's the itchy bitchy spider. Okay, so we've run through we've run through the theories there for why Elvis faked his own death. Yeah, I think okay. if if we're being honest about ourselves, create a new life. It, it, it's it's a very compelling Elvis theory. I mean, he had a horrendous life living in that Vegas hotel for those years, and I I I think the witness protection is actually quite a good one. The Orion one doesn't fly for me because um, mm. he just wasn't. He just can't even sing as well as him. But I think the interesting thing for for me is that 
the reasons this conspiracy theory is a bit different from the ones I usually cover because the reasons are quite banal, really, and believable in terms of, you know, to the layperson, not to me, like somebody who's being conspiracy pilled. But you can understand just being sick of the fact that you used to be the most famous, beloved figure cool in the world. Yeah. And now everyone just thinks you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And they all just say that you're on drugs the whole time. Maybe you would want to disappear. But, I mean, the only problem is, like, let's say we go to Sainsbury's or into Tesco or something. And, like, you know, Elvis is there. Like, like you know, back in the day, Elvis. Yeah. Like, it's going to be very hard to hide the fact that he's Elvis. Well. Like, oh, hey, are you Elvis? No. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm Barry. No, I'm not. And I'm about to leave the building. <laughs> Your Elvis impersonation is Sylvester Stallone. I just want to point that out. Right. <laughs> Hey, Adrian, <laughs> I'm going to do that fight. I haven't seen Rocky in years. <laughs> I don't even ever see Rocky. I'm, I'm going to eat those eggs. I'm going to eat them raw eggs, Adrian. So, um, so now a bit of the evidence to, uh, to just, just for me, for me, the, why he did it. Icing on the cock. Let's get it. <laughs> why he did it, not important. Uh, what the, the reason why people believe he did it. So firstly, close friends who attended Elvis's funeral, they claimed his body didn't look right with a certain facial features. It hadn't looked right for years. No, no. Certain facial features didn't match up, such as his eyebrows and his nose looking off. <laughs> his nose yeah. looking off? What does that mean? Like just not looking the way it's supposed to look. That is, isn't that really funny that they're like, oh, his <laughs> eyebrows, not like I remember them. And his nose. <laughs> Could you, If I know you're looking at my eyebrows, no, but like, would you be able to draw my eyebrows? Like, are you that familiar with oh, my eyebrows? We I'd, see each other every day. I'd know your eyebrows a- anywhere. I'll put it to you this way. If you walked in with no eyebrows, I'd notice. Uh, there's something different about you, Dennis. Did you get a new haircut? On the day after he died, this is the next piece of evidence. On the day after he died, a former lover received a single rose with a note signed El Lancelot, which was a nickname which she had for him. And she claimed nobody else knew that they had that nickname and she suggested that this was him letting her know that he was safe what kind of a sick fuck does that like if that wasn't her and she didn't just make up the whole thing which is probably you know the most credible theory behind that rose what kind of a lunatic do you have to be to do that to someone i'd do it i think it would be quite sweet you'd pretend that the person they loved isn't dead oh oh, sorry sorry no I was saying if I faked my own death, yeah. I would send a rose. I'd say the things you'd do in your will would be shocking. Whoa. Like, oh, the things you'd get people to do would be shocking. Hey. For nothing, like. You're in there. Am I? You're in You're there. You're going to give all your money to the stupid donkeys. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll give them to the donkey sanctuary, yeah. I'll yeah give, all of it, like. Give them a bit. You're, you're, uh, you're in there. You're meant to teabag my coffin. Teabag your coffin. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. Can I do that, like, when no one else is around? Or? No. And guess what? Open casket. Raj, why do you want me to teabag you when you're dead? Well, I'll be dead, that is but like, it will look terrible for you. No, like, okay, obviously it's not going to look great for me. It's probably going to close a couple of like career opportunities. But at the same time, man, you're dead and someone's teabagging you. I, I don't think that's that's like, um, that's not what you want to be known for. No, but here's another in the will. You're not allowed to tell anyone. No, but you just said that people have to see me. Oh, yeah, but you're not allowed to tell anyone why you're doing it. 
Oh, okay. All right. So it just looks like I've gone insane. Yeah. And like your family are going to try and tear me off the confidence and stuff. Yeah. Podcast fans will know, but they're, they're everyone else, <laughs> everyone else will just think you. I really need people to get that out there when it happens. Like, I really need people to, 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 to say that to as many people as they can, that I was forced to do that. But then there'll be a conspiracy podcast being run by somebody who said that actually, actually, it wasn't in the will. We were joking here. And mm. that you just used it as an excuse to do it because you wanted to do it. Actually, I've just figured out what the real reason you want me to do it is because you faked your own debt and you're alive in there. You just want my balls on you. No, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. And now, as requested in his will, the teabagging of the corpse. You're alive in there. You just want my balls on you. You just want my balls on you. This, this one, this one to me, uh, this next piece of evidence... It ties into the <laughs> next piece of evidence. What? There's no evidence. Next piece of ne- evidence. Next piece of hearsay. Next, next piece of evidence. No, this is actually evidence. <laughs> hey, well, what was the rest of the stuff? Evidence too. Okay. Just slightly different. On the day that Elvis died, a man who looked incredibly like him bought a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires from Memphis Airport. You're saying a ma- who reported this? The the airline because it was booked under the name. John Burroughs, mm-hmm. which was Elvis's alias that he'd book hotels under when he wanted to uh, remain in low profile. This was coupled with a series of sightings of Elvis in Argentina, which have progressed throughout the years. So there is there there are multiple reports that Elvis may have gone to Argentina. Yeah, and what what like do we have names of these people? Do we have police reports? Uh, no, no. Where was he living in Argentina? Um, just somewhere nice, somewhere sunny. Okay, thank God he didn't make up a town. Yeah, <laughs> just just relaxing in Buenos Aires, you know. Okay, all right, okay, and and like, what did he? Does anyone know why he did it? Like, you know, like why he went to Argentina? Uh, he just figured he could get. It. He knew that lads had had done it before. Yeah, you know, bit of a bit of a reputation. Yeah. For people going there, so he just figured he'd go. I guess the CIA Sorry. would probably have some yes, connections yeah. on there. The CIA pushed him over there. They helped him out. And if he'd even like, so how many of these theories do you think that you've heard are like coupled together? Like, did he go to Argentina? Yes. But he also assassinated JFK. I think he could have done both those things. In fact, actually, I think if he assassinated JFK, it makes it more believable that he went to Argentina. But so then he wasn't a CIA operative though at that point. No, he was. He was. The CIA wanted, wanted Kennedy dead too. Because they didn't want to like pull out of Vietnam or something, is it? Yeah. So it's all matching up. It makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. So you're saying that Elvis assassinated JFK. From his secret underground base in Graceland. In Graceland that has many, many tunnels underneath it. So yes. people can get in and out. And then he moved to South America with the help of the CIA to live out the rest of his days in peace. Yeah. And I think you'd be hard pushed to find evidence against that. So we only have a few more theories and we're ramping up. We're ramping up to the headline. The headliner. Oh, we haven't even got to the headliner yet. No, you're gonna. You're honestly, you're gonna. You're gonna shit yourself. Uh, I really hope I don't. So there's also the tombstone theory, where his name is spelt Aaron with two A's instead of Aaron with one A, which Aaron with one A was technically what it was on his birth cert. There's there, he was called. There's something around that that he was called that because his brother died. He's like, a twin brother. I think. Yeah, he's died and, at birth. Yeah, so so his middle name is is like linked to that, but the fact Elvis fans in the know say that that extra A on his tombstone that was seen as a little hint to suggest he was still alive because it's uh, like the real Elvis isn't buried here. 
Okay, but it was on his birth cert. No, no, it's the the one on his birth cert is different from the one that's on the tombstone. Oh, on, oh, really? Yeah, I saw a friend of mine get tombstone before, man. Yeah, I, I nearly got annihilated. He, what happened? If if you're not familiar with a tombstone, there's a tombstone and tombstone pile driver, but I won't get into the middle of those. But it's basically where the undertaker turns you upside down, uh, puts kind of like your head in between his knees almost. <laughs> Um, catches you around the back so your legs are up in the air and then he smashes your head off the ground but I saw a lad get tombstoned after score. <laughs> he scored a penalty on the goalkeeper goalkeeper ran out twisted him around and tombstoned him uh, one of the greatest tombstones I've ever seen your man could have broken his neck and they were brothers Joe I, uh, I tombstoned my mom when I was eight I told you I wanted to war grey man you old bitch Ooh. this next one not really like that I don't know the, secretly living as a groundskeeper at Graceland now today that's there's no way you could do that yeah i don't believe even i don't believe that one like i think that's a bit bit nonsense it kind of cool though it it does fit into a lot of like 90s narratives where the you know the groundskeeper or whatever has a lot of advice and then you find out that he was like a world war ii ace yeah yeah or something so i could buy that where it's like uh it'd be a nice it'd be a nice like children's program or something some people claim he turned up as an extra in home alone as well really yeah that doesn't to be honest for me would you chance it though? Would you chance it if you're Elvis to be an extra in Home Alone? If I was around, and yeah, it's a good movie. But then, what theory does that buy into? Like, because if it does that buy into him being in witness protection, surely one of the stipulations if you're in witness protection is you can't appear in Home Alone movies. I think you're allowed like, to appear. In the print. I think you're allowed to appear as an extra. Oh, you, you just can, can't be named cast. You I just think. can't be credited. I'll have to check, but I think that's I think that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they really need to tie up those loose ends if it's not. Imagine if your witness protection story was that you became the most famous actor alive. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt was in witness protection. Just a lot of CIA lads watching these movies sweating. Yeah. And the Oscar goes to Brad Pitt. Okay, this is going to be hard to cover up. Uh, some believe as well that he appeared at his own 82nd birthday celebration um, at Graceland and that he had like a white beard. I like that one a bit, that he just turned up. Why can no. they never catch these people? Are they like covered in oil and they're just like slippy so they just get out the minute they're noticed? Uh, yes. Like go, go <laughs> up and just and just like, I don't know, take a piece of his hair and do a DNA test or something. Or just ask him. Yeah, just are you Elvis? Him. Cut the shit. So uh, the, we've come to the headliner now. Okay, here we go. The headliner is, uh, this is all linked to uh, a woman called Gail Brewer Giorgio, who is the author of a book called Elvis is Alive. And she was actually kind of instrumental in repopularizing. There were a lot of theories of when he died, that it was, um, that his death was a hoax or, you know, it's fake. But she, over the years of collecting the sightings and all of this, she repopularized it with that book. And she particularly, she says 100% it was the Mafia ties. This is her, her like preferred, preferred theory is that it was, and it was witness protection and the CIA smuggled him out to South America. But this is the thing that I've been waiting to show you is a phone call, a phone call no way. that she received. Her and the king. Fr- from him to tell her that when was this when was this what year i i, I will I'll, I'll double check this. we can get big brain in here yeah, anyway. but big, decade wise was it like 70s 80s 90s i think it was 90s you'll love this she has a recording that i'm gonna play for you 
No. Is this a voice note you sent her on WhatsApp or what? No, and it was. Uh, it, she recorded it. She put on uh, after he called her. She put on it. She had a tape recorder set up to her phone. Sneaky bitch. So will I play it for you? Are you ready? Play it, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. One more thing. Why yeah. did he ring her? Uh, just to tell her she was on the right track. Oh, you, oh wow, that's lucky, isn't it? Yeah, I'd love that if I was writing a, a book about how Elvis is still alive. You gave me a phone call because he he was. Wor- couldn't believe it. I'd say. He was worried that everyone was like gaslighting her, so he he thought he'd give her a call. Hit uh, record, and the rest is history. So they say. She claims Elvis called her in the middle of the night. During their lengthy conversation, she said they talked about her book and even discussed his whereabouts. Do you mostly live on the West Coast or Hawaii? Uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, Hawaii. That's not fitting you that. I mean, like, the listeners have just heard that. My reaction to it, you saw me, like, I was jaw dropped. I mean, that's, that's the, that, is the, that is the greatest load of shit what? I've ever heard. That sounds like, that, that guy sounds like he's got like a Russian accent or something from what I could hear. Doesn't even sound remotely like Elvis. Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to go on the phone. Telling this woman that he's Elvis and he's going, he's going to use an identifiable accent. Well, I'll tell you, he's trying to. He's trying to, but he's not pulling it off. No. That I, is, that's horrendous. That's, Raj, that sounds like your Sylvester Stallone Presley accent. Dennis, the man has lived in Argentina for 20 years. How, what, what, is, that the, is that the end of the phone call? That stuff we just heard. Like, as in, that's, that's the juiciest part, I guess, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think that there might be there might be more. Did you, it's never did come you to hear? Like that's obviously so. No, <laughs> this is all bad, right? You that's you, obviously some maniac, right? It's probably the lad from Kilkenny ringing her up, right? Did you hear how happy she was? Of course she, she of was. Course she was delighted. Yeah. I say she had to have a bucket under the chair listening to him because like. she found she found proof. She was so happy. You 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 always say to me. Where is the proof? Where, where is the evidence? I brought you audio evidence. And okay, right. And was it traced? Did they? Did they? Did they meet up after that? Uh, it couldn't trace it. Couldn't trace it. Blocked. Yeah, I suppose because of his CIA jamming equipment. Makes sense to me. So what? It, what? Let's finish it out. Close it out now. Dennis. All right. Let's tell do me, a little recap. Tell me your verdict. Go I on. do think genuinely. Right. People will think I'm taking the piss. Right. Making a joke of this. I. I. I genuinely do think that it is plausible. Mm-hmm. That Elvis would fake his own death to get away from the situation he was in. I do also think that it's plausible that the CIA could help him in terms of doing that. And especially if he was under a bit of pressure, I think it would actually give him um, a little gateway out of the situation he found himself in the International Hotel. So I think all of that is quite true. And I do think that Michael Jackson killed John Lennon. Excellent. Oh, and this is this is for our Cork listeners. Uh, me and Dennis, we're going to be back. We're going to be back in Collins in Cork on. Uh, do you know the day? Ah oh, no, I, I'm going to guess it's the it's the Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday uh, in July. Hang on, it is Tuesday the 19th of July. Never would have guessed that. Uh, Tuesday 19th of July. 19th of July. I'm doing half an hour. You're doing half an hour. It's going to be the best gig you've seen in your life. It is going to be the best gig you've seen in your life. And we're probably going to do something stupid in it that we plan like minutes beforehand. I think um, if you're up for it, 
not to put you on the spot on the podcast, but I think I'll go first if you go second. Oh, uh, on the night? Yeah. Go on to that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You can warm them up. Yeah. I can cool them down. Oh, <laughs> ice cubes. 